Today's episode is brought to you by Bounty Hunting in Space. Need to make some cash but only have a particular set of skills? Not quite suited for the humdrum of a normal life? Well, get yourself a spaceship and start tuning into the daily episodes of Big Shot as you track down your bounty so you can afford to eat something more than just bell peppers and beef without the beef. Space bounty hunting. Start your adventure today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Nunny, the show where I just go and geek out about yet another anime I've seen and convey my happiness to you, the listeners. Joining me today on this gush train and humming or doing the theme song for today's anime is again my good friend, Chris. Hi! <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, that, that that's a good that's a good theme song for today, Chris. I love the music of the source material. Uh yeah, you know what we're talking about? I think I do know exactly what we're talking it about. Do, does it involve doo-wops and bebops? And... It involves cowboys and bebops. <laughs> yes, that's right, everyone. Today we are talking about the legendary anime. Cowboy Bebop. Man alive. And how amazing it was. So good. Now, for those of you who have been tuning in to kind of the past few episodes, we talked about Sailor Moon, talked about Yu Yu Hakusho, and we're going to talk about yet another what I consider to be a pillar of kind of just the anime that we know and take advantage for today certainly a seminal work of the 90s like 90s anime had a lot that established what we kind of know as almost tropes for today or commonality Roni Kenshin Yu Yu Hakusho like you said Sailor Moon I mean uh, that I mean that's where we got you know the different love stories the in-depth uh, character development I, I would say definitely for Roni Kenshin mm-hmm. uh, tournament arcs um, unlimited tournament arcs but I mean you know uh, going back to the Yu Yu Hakusho episode Yu Yu Hakusho did tournament arcs right those were actually extremely interesting where they didn't feel like tournament arcs younger Chris was raptured in rapture it, it was beautiful but. Those aside, today we're going to talk about the darker side of anime. Would you like to see Ennui in anime form? Oh gosh. Welcome to Cowboy Bebop. Noir. More than just that though, it's really, really good. It is very good. Mike and I were sitting here, we are just giving a little bit of a rewatch like uh, a little while ago. Yep. And it's so good. It, It holds up extremely well. Well, I mean, just like, like... Nostalgia bomb aside, right? Like just here, what turning on the first episode, and then just hearing the three, two, one, let's jam. Like, like you know, just having that like right away just sent chills down my spine. Absolutely. And, and then, oh, the first episode where you, you what, what they start out with like the whole massacre thing. That is the opening scene of the <laughs> anime. The, yes, that's the opening scene where it like takes you through really like a like a noiry Chinatown setting. Like you, you know, it's it's black and white. They're in a church. It's raining, and all of a sudden there's a mob shootout. 
and then we cut to the bebop. <laughs> it's like, okay. Spike and Jet hanging out with the same old arguments. What are we going to eat? Where do we have money to eat? Spike, Spike, you ready for dinner, Spike? What's it going to be, Jet? It's, it's bell peppers and beef with a secret ingredient. Jet, there's no beef in this. That's the secret ingredient. How can you call it bell peppers and beef? Well, if you get out there and give us a bounty, I'd have money for beef. (laughs) Hands in pockets, stand up, (laughs) walk away. And that is the first scene of Cowboy (laughs) Bebop. Oh, man. But it, it, to me, it did something very special in the fact that there really wasn't like a congruent story. Like it the was, episodes were very standalone. Th- they were very standalone, and it, I mean, a couple of them were like, "Hey, we're going to introduce a new character who's going to be here from now on," like uh, uh, Faye you, Valentine. Yeah, it's like Faye. Like one of the interesting things they did is they introduced a lot of the characters like fairly early on, which is nice. Yeah, because well, it's I like, mean, considering this is only a twelve episode anime, was it only twelve? It, it was like twelve or thirteen something. Was it twenty four? I don't remember. Hold on, I need to I need to check this. But but go on really quick. So because it's like, um, it's like the first two episodes. It's just Spike and Jet, and with Spike being like the the you know like main very main charactery kind of guy, even yeah. though it's very much an ensemble cast. But you know he's brooding and mysterious, and you know he's just really cool. And then you've got Jet, who's like the gruff kind of older experienced character Spike Spike and then they introduce Faye Valentine the grumpy gambler I guess is well, one way to well, describe I, her I would consider her like the, the femme fatale well, very much of of the series and and you're right I, I don't know why I keep thinking this I keep thinking it's a 12 episode anime it's 26 episodes there we go but I, I don't know maybe it just feels like when I watch them it just goes by so fast it it does flow very nicely like like that's the thing is that like the, the beauty of it is that yes every episode is very standalone and you know you have a couple episodes where you get backstory for certain characters like I, they they flesh out a lot of phase backstory towards the end of the series. It's been a while since I've seen the last half of the series, actually. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's like she uh, apparently she was frozen uh, a while back, and she's like two hundred something years old. Oh, they insinuate that like when she's introduced. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and it turns out in one of the episodes, like they follow, they go through that storyline, and it turns out like she was she wasn't always the way. Like, they show her as, like, a shrewd gambler. And, and very much out for herself. Yeah, whereas, you know, before she was frozen, she was very, like, devoted to her husband or, like, fiancé. Um, and then she gets frozen, and, you know, it's 200 years later, she knows no one, so she just invents an entirely new persona for herself, and that's where you get the Faye Valentine that we know in the series. Mm. So... Yeah. So, I mean, the the cool thing about this anime is, like, you know, mo- most anime follow, you know, a congruent storyline. Whereas this one, it's just like, you know, pick a day in the life of the bounty hunter and what happens during that during that time. And it works very well. It works so well for this anime. 
You know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy series that have, like, epic overarching plots. Oh, yeah, so do I. And, and, th- and this, the ones that do them well do them fantastically. Yes. This is almost, this is going to sound funny, but it's almost like Slice of Life, but Space but bounty Cowboy hunter. Bounty Hunters. <laughs> slice I, of Life for Space Bounty Hunters. Well, I mean, I'll even argue that Slice of Life's now follow a congruent path. Yeah, they always have overarching They've always got, like, days. overarching storylines where, you know, Cowboy Bebop is unique in the fact where it, it really didn't. I mean, you know, like, kind of, like, looming in the shadows behind everything is, okay, what is, what Spike's deal? Like, because we know, throughout the, throughout the show, we know very little about Spike Spiegel. Yeah. Except he's just this, this uh, top-notch bounty hunter. He's not, like other bounty hunters that are just like you know kind of out for themselves and uh you know he he very much cares about the bebop and that that's a really interesting point that you make and it's a super hilarious because like they're bounty hunters right yeah bounty hunters are supposed to make money like yeah. you start off in the very beginning of the series where it's just sort of like we don't have enough money to eat yeah and we the, just have bell peppers the, the literally just fried bell peppers and the reason why they're always broke is because they end up helping all of these other people along yeah. the way. They periodically end up helping the targets themselves. And so, amusingly enough, they actually very rarely get their bounty. Yeah. Like, the bounty gets got, in the, quotation the, the marks. The bounty gets got, but in a different way. It's like they get, you know, gunned down by the police or something because they've been chasing them for so long with a whole bunch of, like, you know, dramatic flashbacks in the background. Yeah, or it's like a, uh, or it's a bounty that was wrongfully put on someone and they end up helping the person instead of, uh, instead of actually, like, turning them in. Like, so, to me, they're, they're like the chaotic good pretty much and and there is a lot of chaos when it comes to when it comes to spikes gang <laughs> yeah because very much at times it's a loose assemblage of associates yeah because it's i mean that's one of the interesting things where you we sort of alluded to like the mystery of some of the characters and like the ongoing like um cherry picking of yeah. their lives yeah because it's like they're all there but all of the characters lead their own lives throughout the course of the show. Yeah, yeah, they they they're very much like in their own space, but they're collectively on the bebop. Yeah, they're they're all crewing the bebop, but they all have their own interests. Yeah, like like Faye's always going off doing her own thing. Jet is very much well. Jet and Spike are very much yeah. like broy. Jet and Spike are the most cooperative, but yeah. they still very much like have a bunch of episodes where it's just where it's just Spike, Spike or just or, Jet, or when they do Jet's arc. Was that they were on some moon? Was it Ganymede? I don't know that the name matters, but that was an interesting episode. I enjoyed that. Yeah, what wasn't that the one where uh, Jet got called by his ex-wife or something? Yeah, they find his ex-wife is with some other dude who happens to have a huge bounty on him. Yeah, and she's asking for help. Sort of, yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah. But Jet ends up being a good guy. Like, good guy Jet. And, you know, even though it's heartbreaking for him to have to relive through that stuff again, like, he still still takes the moral high ground um, instead of, you know, just going after him for a bounty. So. Yeah. And and then another thing, like the show, so the show like 
you know, in terms of action and stuff, it very much focuses on the bounty hunters and them catching the bounty. But I know one thing that you and I talked about when we were watching this happen Mm -hmm. is the technology is super well interpreted for the for the show, especially when it comes to the uh, the spaceships. Yes, no the like, uh, the engineering presence and like especially the spacecraft is ridiculously it's, on point. It's super detailed. Yeah, like when they're activating retro thrusters, like it's there. When yeah. they're firing like reaction control systems to like change the orientation. It's there. Yeah. Like, none... Well, an interesting thing, it was a uh, Space Dock is a channel on uh, YouTube that I was watching. He was talking about it. None of those ships are purpose-built military craft. That's right. None of That's those right. ships are purpose-built bounty hunter craft. I, be- I, th- I think the Bebop is like it's a, a fishing cargo. ship. Yeah, it's a it's cargo It's a cargo ship. fishing ship. A Spikes craft is a converted racing craft. Yeah. Phase is a cargo loader. Yeah. And uh, Jets is like the parasite shuttle for the Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then on top of that, it's like on top of seeing the retro thrusters and understanding that these aren't military-grade ships, it's like, so so when you when you watch something like Star Wars, right, or, or uh, something that includes spacecraft in it, mm-hmm. and you, they, they tend to go, like, with spacecraft that are very aerodynamic, and where aerodynamics literally doesn't matter in space. Nope. Right? <laughs> But Cowboy Bebop does it to where these ships are both spacefaring and they're uh, atmosphere, um, like atmosphere traversing, like planet traversing too. Yeah. And and they also show those differences, like when Spike launches his ship in space off the Bebop. Yeah. Versus launching it in atmosphere off the Bebop. Super cool. Like, it's so cool because when they're in space, you know, he just floats it out of the hangar in the Bebop and it's like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Casually disengages the locks and then thrusts off. Yeah, and then, you know, when they're in atmosphere and the Bebop is, you know, in water being a ship, like a, a vessel... Then he does the the, the catapult assistant launch. Yeah, the catapult assistant launch, like on a like on an aircraft carrier. It was really cool, and it's super amazing that they took the time to put that detail in there. Oh yes, and well, well and then on top of that too, it's like you see the aerodynamics for these ships, especially Spike's ship as a racing ship. as a racing ship, and it's got the wing the portable wings. And you know it looks like a ship that that would be like a flying jet. It like especially Spike's craft has a very like navy carrier feel to it because like oh, yeah. when the wings fold up, like you can see like the asymmetrical fold. Yeah. So they can maximally conserve volume. Yeah. When it's stored, and I'm just like, oh, well, ooh, and, that's and good. I'm pretty sure they got that by studying like aircraft launch ships. Don't doubt it for a second. Like just the 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 detail that's put into that show is just so amazing. It's like. You know, and this is just from us, like, we're just casually watching the show, and, you know, it has, it's it's going along its plot, and then we're like, look how cool that ship is, and then start analyzing that, and it's, it's not even the main point of the show, but the detail that's put into it is just super amazing. That, that sort of brings up another thought, where when you're speaking about detail... 
Cowboy Bebop itself is extremely detailed. Yeah. Like the background, so it's not heavy on dialogue. So no, like there's there's no. you know obviously there's people talking and there's plot uh, well, going well, on. Well, I mean, so there are some episodes that are more heavy than others, but for the yeah. most part, it is a very dialogue light show. It's it's and a lot of but there's still like you're saying that story is very much there. Yeah. Like it's te- it does a lot of environmental storytelling. Yes. So the backgrounds are super detailed. Like we've been saying, the craft are super detailed. Character design is extremely detailed. And it's just like really, really cool to see and watch. Well, well, so what? Uh, one episode that comes to mind is uh, is the one where they're all kind of attacked by a space monster on the Bebop. With the rotten food from with, the fridge. With the rotten food from the fridge. <laughs> so I actually read into that afterwards. That entire episode was an homage to Alien. Oh yes, like big time. And you know there was barely any dialogue at all through that entire episode. Nope. Like they're pretty much just you know it's just Spike talking to himself, like being like, "Okay, where are you?" And then you know someone points out something. And then you have the motion detector beeping. Yeah, and and it's all just very you know contained, and oh, it's it's so good, and it tells such a compelling story without them just throwing words and everything at you. Like, it uses, it maximizes the space of the medium that they have to, to flesh out these amazing, standalone, noirish type stories. Oh, yes. And it's got a beautiful blend of, you know, like, serious time and, uh, you know, being able to make you laugh here and there. It is, like, it does have good, lighthearted comedy, like, floating around in it. Yeah. To be sure. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's it, definitely not a comedy. Oh, no, it's not a comedy at all, but they break the tension really well. They pace it well. At the times that they need to, yeah. And it and it's, again, it's a very, it's, an, it's another adult-centered anime. <laughs> That yep. you know, for whatever reason, was was aired at like. Actually, no. It I th- was Adult Swim. It was Cowboy Adult Swim. Cowboy Bebop was always Adult. It Swim. was Adult Swim. Back That's on right. Cartoon That's right. I remember younger Chris watching Cowboy Bebop and just kind of being like, "Oh, like you know, cool spaceships and like oh, they're shooting. That's fun." Yeah. And then older Chris has come back with perspective, and it's sort of like. Oh wow, that episode with Jet is actually like a bit more heavy hitting. Friggin' heartbreaking. It's sort of like, man, there's like talking about like moving on from the past and dealing with emotional baggage and like how do you find release? And it's just like, wow, okay, yeah. It yeah, it's just oh my gosh. And then, you know, Spike himself being a former uh, a former mob hitman. Yep. Like turning turning away from that life. Jet himself being a former police, police officer. officer. Yeah. Like the fact that those two are bros. <laughs> like yeah. you know, that that's that that's like, you know, an odd couple scenario right there. <laughs> Super, yes. And then, you know, throw in Faye Valentine, the two hundred year old con artist, um, you know, slash like addicted gambler. And then Edward, Ed, the super hacker little girl. Yeah, super hacker girl who's just like Super weird, super quirky, super fun. But but everything just comes together. And of course, I'm the super intelligent corgi. I love Ayn. Ayn, we love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. First episode is them just chasing after Ayn. Was that the first episode? That was the first episode. Was the second episode. 
first episode is the red eye drugs. I thought the red eye and Ayn were connected. I might be were wrong. They? Now I don't remember. I guess I'm going to need to go back and watch more Cowboy Bebop. Either way. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. More Cowboy Bebop. What am I going to do? It's a terrible problem to have, (laughs) is is watching Cowboy Bebop over and over and over again. It's just awful. And the music. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my. The Cowboy Bebop intro is one of my favorite intros ever. Well, the the intro itself is fantastic. Like, to me, it, it... it sets the noir tone. Yep. Like you got that jazzy like oh, stuff in the background. Yes, yes. And then the the visuals are like something out of a James Bond opening. Like, you know, where they show the three guns firing and then the dancing Faye in the background, like and then the ending song. Oh my gosh, the melancholy feeling you get just hearing that yes like oh it's so good the emotional nature of the music is on point and and you know i totally did not appreciate it as a kid watching that show i mean obviously i don't think kids have any business understanding melancholy if they're if that's there there's something seriously wrong well i mean you know just the music in general just the anime in general like it was on adult swim oh yes but you yeah, know, going, that, going back and there. watching it again and just like appreciating every facet of it was ah oh, was just pure bliss. And ah, oh, like I I can't stop comparing it in my head to like a classic noir film like Chinatown. Like I, I really can't. You've got like you know the classic noir is like you got this detective it was like oh it was my fifth night on the rag oh yeah i was over there on fifth street trying to talk to mrs so-and-so about her missing husband and i want to be the wrong side of a knuckle now would you? no no don't want to be a flat soda either <laughs> um but but yeah so so it's like it, it sets that tone without being exactly that and, and and you know instead of being a private eye they're bounty hunters and oh it's just, I, just everything about the show is so good everything about it is so good yes I, and what was it about the 90s that brought about just some of this great anime they had a lot of really good series they had Trigun a... Cowboy Bebop Outlaw Star uh yeah they were so good. And the original run of this series was from 97 to 98. Dang. Like. It's a hot minute ago. Oh, happy just past 20th anniversary to Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was ha- last year then. Happy just past the 20th then. Cool. Oh, wait. No, that was the manga. That was the original run. Oh, 98, 98 still for the original TV run. There we go. Still not bad. Yes. Not bad at all. And and it's aged super well. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the animation is just... It, it feels <clears throat> alive. They, they did a really good job on having sharp animation. Um, like, by comparison, Trigun... Uh, that's that's a different episode in and of itself. Right. Um, well, Trigun, yeah, Trigun did a lot 
Trigun did a lot, and I loved Trigun, but I have difficulty going back and watching it. So do I. Because its animation quality is kind of, like, down there by today's standards. Whereas Cowboy Bebop, like, when when you and I went back and were just kind of watching some of it, like, no jarring shock at all. No, it it was like, it, it was just, you know, turning it back on getting immediately back into it like nothing about the animation was like yeah. oh this is dated yeah uh, honestly compared to some anime it's vastly superior i would think I, so especially in terms of like backgrounds and secondary oh, yeah. characters oh, floating yeah. around because like a lot of places just have like static backgrounds where it's just sort of yeah. like oh like here's your standard school building in japan that we're gonna see 500 times yeah and it's like cool. it, it, well it's almost as like they've gotten lazy Today, Stream, in, in, streamlining <laughs> and efficiency is the official term. Yeah, that, that that's laziness, though. <laughs> I, I mean, well, and then granted, in the anime industry, I know they're very much like you know wanting to pump out episodes with, and with the crunch term with, coming into vogue right now. With crunch very much coming in, but I mean, with, with a show like like Cowboy Bebop, though, it's just you, you, it, it was a very alive show like there there weren't static backgrounds there was always something going on in the background they really brought like no matter where they were whether they were on the bebop and then you just had people like doing stuff in the background their environments were super varied even in space like so like the the bebop itself extremely detailed when they're on like a casino space station yeah super memorable super visual when they're on an asteroid colony that's like a that's, space tijuana sort of that's about episode, to be blown up that was great um like when uh when they're uh oh the episode with vt the trucker girl yeah and yeah, how she yeah. was going after the explosives dude and they yep. go through a mining asteroid and yes like you know, even that wasn't still in the background. Like, there were chunks of stuff flying everywhere. Like, you know, the aftershocks of the uh, of the explosions that were being, you know... It ripple. wasn't just repeated cells. No, it wasn't. It was, it was absolutely new stuff every time. If any of the original animators of that series are out there, our hats are extremely off like, to you. Like, uh, my hat is glued to the ceiling for you. Dang. That is how off my hat is to the animation. Dang. Well, well, then it's interesting, too, because uh, on another episode uh, I did with uh, a friend of mine, Sam, we were talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Yu Yu Hakusho had different animators for, like, different episodes. Like, they cycled through animators. Interesting. And she was showing me pictures of how, like, Yusuke would have different expressions. Like, and you could tell... The different animators like he would go from like wide-eyed yusuke to like sharp-eyed and like it, it was it was very interesting and i never noticed that like when watching the show hmm. but but so i did the same similar research when when i was thinking of doing this show and i'm like no that was very much the same same animators same stuff like but uh oh man just the continuity of it and like being able to tell those standalone stories, like while having an overarching subplot. Yep. Like to me, that takes talent. That takes much more talent than you know just telling a straight up story. In in my opinion, keeping it interesting. Yeah. Like and and each episode, it just feels like you know it's a new adventure, but then there's still stuff going on in the background. 
We better watch yourself an episode of Big Shot <laughs> where we find you a new bounty hunter every That's day. That's right, cowboy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to meet the people that got to voice act for those two. <laughs> I mean, the guy who voiced Spike is in, like, everything, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's in Super a lot. Super prolific. He's in a lot. Yeah, he's boy. in a lot. <laughs> Scrolling to see. Spike, Spike Spiegel. Spiegel. Voiced by Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom? English. There we go. Oh, yeah, that name sounds very familiar. Only voicing everything. Uh, well, that's that's a prolific CV right there. Yeah, just a little bit. Cowboy Bebop, there's Spike Spiegel. So early on in his uh, uh, in his career, oh, what he we was got here? Black War, Black War, Graymon, and various characters. Various Roger, he was Roger Smith in the Big O. Oh, oh. that. that. <laughs> That's going to be another episode right there. Yes. Big O. Going to need to watch some of that. He was Shishio in Roni Kenshin? Yeah. This guy is my childhood. Oh my gosh. He was Takahashi in Initial D. Oh. Deja vu. I have seen this place before. Higher on the street. And, and I, I know, know it's, it's my time, time to go. go home. Only you. Oh, he was Wolverine in the in the Marvel anime. Oh. Uh, let's see. What else? You said Orochimaru. Oh my gosh, he was he was Liron in Gurren Lagann. Oh. oh, that's awesome. Dang. Yoga and Fooly Cooly. Alternative. Yes, alternative. It was in Durara. Yeah, this guy's uh this guy's been everywhere. Totally spies the Powerpuff Girls. Ben Ten. He was Ben 10? Oh, he was. Frickin' Vilgax, the main villain? Okay. Legend of Korra. Spectacular Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Chowder. Generator Rex! Regular show, he was various characters. Dang. So so Steve Bloom has been everywhere. He was Count Vertigo in Young Justice. He was in Star Wars Rebels. Where do you see that? Star Wars Oh, yeah. Oh, he was Zeb! One of the main characters. Various characters in Transformers. Who's in the Digimon movie? <laughs> Man, imagine to be known for like being a bunch of just Digimon. Dang. Dang. Oh, he's been in video games too. Well, these are films. Oh, these are direct to TV films. He was in the Street Fighter 2 movie. Ghost, ghost in a shell. A ghost in a shell. Scroll down. Cowboy Bebop the movie. He was Spike. There's video games. There's Hulk versus. He was Wolverine. Oh, oh Lucifer yeah. Lucifer and Dante's Inferno. Wow. Heat Blast. Lex Luthor in the Flashpoint Paradox. Okay. Dark Side in Justice League War. Sir, you have... You have made me a happy person. He was Crash Bandicoot and Crash Nitro Kart. Wow! Dang. Oh, Killer Seven. That was such a good game. I 
feel like it would be easy to do an entire episode just on, on Steve him. Bloom. Yeah. Yep. Dude, imagine doing an episode on like Steve Bloom, on Chris Sabat, oh, on like those are Todd. He Hammercorn. was in Warhammer 40k Dawn of War two. Yeah, he was Scout Sire Sergeant Cyrus. Yeah, and more. Oh man, he was Starscream in Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, Steve Bloom, I I I absolutely love you. Hal Jordan in Injustice 2, The Green Lantern, and Sub-Zero. Oh my gosh. Sauron in Middle-Earth, Shadow of War. Oh, hey. Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh my gosh. Oh my... Oh, oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. He was Tom. Oh, that's right. He was Tom. Oh, Steve, you are my childhood, sir. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm, I'm kind of losing it over the fact that he's Tom. Like, Man alive. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, turning back around, because apparently we could just do an entire thing on Steve Bloom, but thank Easy. you for giving us such memorable characters. Like... Spike Spiegel. We love like, you. My gosh, you are fantastic. Like, oh man, what more is there to say? I feel like... I feel complete. I, I feel good about everything we've gushed about for, uh, for Cowboy Bebop. I mean, you know, like, to, in, in today's day and age, there's a lot of <laughs> anime to go around. Yep. Like there, there's a lot considering, you know, there's Crunchyroll, there's Verve, there's High Dive, Funimation, and you know, there's constantly more stuff being brought out, right? Um, but I will say that there are. I, I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to Laura about this the other day. Like, I believe there are pillars of anime that everyone should watch at least once to kind of like see where anime has come from and where it's gotten some of its some of its best i don't want to call them tropes because that feels like that 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 feels like a dirty word i i want to say like like Mm. themes or, or or their best uh their best plot devices or something like that yes and Cowboy Bebop, I very much believe, is one of those pillars. Like, I, I will throw... I, in, in those pillars, in my opinion so far, I will say Cowboy Bebop is there. Uh, Sailor Moon is there. Yu Yu Hakusho is there. Dragon Ball yep. is there. And and these aren't just three pillars. These are, like, a, a lot of pillars. Uh, I will say Akira is there. Mm, yeah. Considering it was only a movie, but it did so much in terms of animation. Absolutely. Um, I will. I will say Pokemon is even there. Yeah. Like, I, I, seeing as Pokemon itself is still alive and well. Well, it's still alive. Detective well, Pikachu. Well, Sword and Shield. Well, not only Detective Pikachu, but the game series and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So, I mean, at least for now, unless I do more, like, unless I just do more research, like, those are six, six anime slash movies that I can name off the top of my head that I believe are pillars in the anime industry. Roroni Kenshin will always hold a place in my heart. Honestly, Roroni Kenshin is one of them, too. Like, you know, there it is right there. You look at all of these. There's a ton of anime from the 90s that did have did and have done so much for anime <clears throat> or right? at least a few no th- there's a good amount i mean True. that's seven right True. there well it, this is one of the things that just popped into my head when i look at like right now when you look on verve or crunchyroll and you see like the currently airing series yeah there's like 10 plus a season yeah so it's like there's just like a lot constantly coming well out well so now there are Yes. But back then, it wasn't always... It wasn't like, as saturated. It, it wasn't nearly as saturated. And, oh, I, I Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. How could I forget that one? Mm-hmm. Um, but but so anyway, there are... To me, there there are many pillars that, that anime today have drawn from. Yes. Like, pretty much pillars of the different genres. And Cowboy Bebop is definitely one of those pillars of anime. If not one of the more one of the more important pillars of anime not only in terms of its storytelling but its animation style and uh the just the the overarching presence that it has theming and music character design environment all of it all of it all the character development the music just it's all just all top notch yeah very top notch so with that chris Thank you again for joining me. I'm always happy to be here. It, it's it's always fun to just gush about amazing things. <laughs> and to all you out there, thank you for listening to us go on a nostalgia bomb trip. Uh, but I, I stand by what I said. Cowboy Bebop is a pillar of the anime industry. It has lasted the test of time. It definitely should be on everyone's watch at least once. I at least once, and I, I guarantee you, you watch that you watch that anime, and it will leave you gasping. <coughs> Nani, thanks for listening. See you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>